Well, today was an unusual day and eve. Training seemed to stop, so we decided to discuss it for a few hours online. We also talked about faction battleship changes that are coming, um, the incredible economic story going on in Delve, and some history, along with uh, ghost training. Uh, some of the guests included uh, Apple Pear, McLeod, Eric Asmok, Arox, Opus Magnum, Urzeal99, Robbie Kasparic, and a few others. Again, this was just an impromptu live session, and it was uh, just for funsies, but uh, enjoy. Let's uh, go live uh, with some Eve. I got some friends, you'll see them uh, over here on the uh, inside of Discord. We're talking from Talking In Station's headquarters, and uh, it's been an eventful day, so we're going to just hang out with the guys, talk a little bit of uh, UK politics, and do a little Eve sightseeing. Nothing formal. It's just kind of you guys hanging out with us for the next hour. Maybe we'll go over some of the things that happened earlier today, even some of the changes that uh, have been going on. All right. Let's uh, just let you, letting you know you guys are now live. So, uh, oh, right now. Yeah. So don't say beep. Or yeah. Beep. yeah, exactly. I will, just, I will just use Dutch bad words. People don't understand that anyway. <laughs> We're talking about ghost training, and we're going to take it from there. So, ghost training, what is it? All right. So, ghost training. It, I mean, I'll, does anyone else have anyone actually training. have an SP farm besides me? Training for ghosts. <laughs> no. Okay. So, what what ghost training is? They scare is each other. Being allowed to or training on an on an Omega account. Um will continue at omega speed after your account elapses to an alpha. As long as you don't log in, your account will never start training at half speed like an alpha should because that's how CCP designed it, basically. There's a check on, I guess, log in. And if you have no more omega time, then you go down to the half pace alpha skill. And you can only you know train skills at an alpha, alpha kit. So what people have done, I guess it's, I guess, December, January, maybe further back, uh, they would. They figured it out. They placed their account for a month, set up all their skills they needed to train for, you know, however long they think they get away with it. After that month ended, instead of their account going back to alpha like it should, they didn't have the more paid time. It, they did not. It kept training at that exact rate. So six months later, may say you had twelve accounts. They all trained alpha speed for six months or five months without having to be having to be subscribed be the biplex or a real real money so the outrage is basically people have one gotten free skill points that they've not paid for and two you have all these people that are now extracting these free skill points and selling them and making tons of isk yeah i just talked to somebody who had 180 accounts uh, uh some staff at inn are familiar with people who have like nearly 400 accounts so it's not just oh 20, it's not just 40, we're talking hundreds. And uh, the payout is that you can pretty much set yourself up, um, right? You make more money doing this than, in, than if you were to do the equivalent in real life because they've got it down to a very efficient model. So it's not like they're spending eight hours a day, you know, uh, monitoring these things. Yeah. Now that's a very niche thing. We're talking only 
I don't know. Well, that's extremely neat. Let's say it's yeah, 20 people, 20 people and their friends. So it only comes to 60, 70 people at the most that are doing it at that level. And that's a complete number pulled out of my head uh, by just thinking <laughs> how many people would be like, oh, my God, I got to get into that. But what was interesting was when they said, hey, this is actually happening, you, could saw, you saw the Plex prices go up, which means that a lot more people were getting into the game uh, to be able to do that sort yeah. of thing. Because you're going to be needing a plex to be able to get that initial omega. Yeah, it takes one guy to show three of his court mates, hey, check this out, you can do this. And then they go and they buy a plex and they're doing it and whatever. But people got into this, I think, late. The people who knew about it a while ago were keeping it very quiet. Oh, yeah. And currently, you, I have a small SP for myself. I'm not oh, used see? <laughs> I've not used ghost training whatsoever. It's fairly new. Um, however, I mean, okay. They can't prove. Here's the problem: they can't prove who is and who isn't. It's, it's right. very difficult for them to prove it. So, uh, if you Unless are you doing have 300 it, 300 or 400 accounts. <laughs> no, even those guys, they can't. They can't prove it. Um, right, because they I mean, don't know what your intent was. You know. Right. Uh, yeah. All right. So, so yes. I mean, there's. I have a small one. It's only 12 characters. However, though, for me, and for that, well, they also do PI. I can I can bank about ten bill with just those guys doing PI and S S P stuff, without having to work for any of my ISK. Um, now, granted, most of that's for Eve Onion stuff. I'm trying to fund it without having to do too much work. So, um, but yes, uh, Ghost Train doesn't need to be fixed. But the problem is you you can't tell. I mean, there's just no way to know. You can't. You know, it has. You know, I would hope that CCP, and they've in the past, with some exceptions, has basically, unless they can prove that there was intent, they're not going to punish. The problem you're seeing now, if you go to Reddit, is people are, you know, pitchforks for, you know, but there's nothing that, there's, unless CCP comes up some way to get in someone's mind, you're not going to see a punishment for this. The solution seems to be taking a sledgehammer to crack a nut. You know, anybody just coming towards the end of the... It's like, it feels like a sledgehammer to my nuts because, you know, I, both my characters stopped. <laughs> right, and that's that's just unacceptable. I mean, you, what's happening now is you're now, you know, this was a, a, intentional with this, you know, skill training thing that happened today. You've now, in an effort to stop this, you've now cut into paying customers training time that that you're right may or may not come back to it so you have some guy in the military he's in you know deployed somewhere maybe he doesn't have access to computer maybe he doesn't care to look at it because he's got other well, stuff there is brain. A, well there yeah, is on a there's six a way to contract right he's on a six month rolling subscription and he's coming to you know he's in the last month and all of a sudden he's training stopped all right yeah. Bit, mm. yeah there's a way to there is a way to fix it but i don't know if ccp will actually do it all right yeah, so and, we, and we, the thing we, is, go sorry, ahead and the, and the thing is also for me, and there are just small annoyances, but I had a Titan character somewhere that I don't want to log in without ice there. So you have to burn ice to the place where your Titan character is to log it in and put the skill queue on uh, again. And, and those kind of things, and a lot of people have those mm, good point. kind of characters to put them on. And that's a lot of irritation and time you have to spend to do that safely. All right, yeah. so let's let's wrap up. I mean, not wrap up, but let's actually reintroduce the topic as the people are joining us late. Um, but the first thing is, and, and they're not necessarily related, so let's make that clear. 
something happened today it was very odd skill training for some characters and a lot um we don't know what the pattern is yet we have some things that we'll talk about later on what we think uh, was this cause or the criteria of skill training actually being stopped by ccp so check your accounts because your skills may actually be paused uh, you'll need to turn those back on and it's an ongoing problem so if you turn them on two hours ago you might want to check again because they may have actually paused again so that's what's going on today that's what this emergency kind of talk is about and this happened about started about five hours ago and uh so um that's what's happening today now what we have speculated because it's fun to speculate is that this is ccp trying to fix ghost training uh and ghost training was something that was just described a few minutes ago uh by opus but um essentially uh, do you want to re-explain the ghost training in a quick way anyone well it's just it's just another it's just it's a it's basically another form of skill point farming but uh you know essentially just taking advantage of a bug that uh was in was found out with the alpha and the omega kind of uh, clone statuses without uh, actually giving away how it's meant to be how, how you actually do it yeah and steelhorse we're, we're going to talk about um faction battleships in a few minutes uh but first we want to tackle this thing so yeah so ghost training is this thing that okay so it used to work like this uh you used to have an account and you were subscribed or you were not subscribed so you were either training or you weren't training and uh what happened is that ccp created this alpha uh state uh, a status which means that you were always subscribed uh, so you were always training um because you, you could only train to a certain limit because you were an alpha but you were always training because your account was always subscribed there is no unsubscribe anymore but what happens is that your status would switch between a full-fledged Omega account, which allows you to train a huge amount at a huge speed, I think three times the normal amount. Um, and what would happen is that your account would start training in that direction as an alpha, and then your 30 days would expire, and your status would go back to not unsubscribed, where everything stops, but go back to alpha, where you should be training slower. But what happens is that the computers, I guess, didn't calculate uh, because nobody's touched that account so they can't cal recalculate the speed of that uh, character training so what happens is that people would uh, and I, I won't describe how you actually do it uh, I know how you do it but I won't subscribe how you do it but if you log in and you re-up basically um, then it picks up where it left off and where it left off was training at three times the normal rate because it was Omega last time you touched it so that that's what ghost training is and people would be yeah i'm not going to get banned because i didn't tell you how to do it specifically but <laughs> um so what that means is that somebody who didn't pay for three months of omega time uh got all that training anyway and that was called ghost training not a big deal really if you have three or four characters that you know you're doing that for but what's what is irritating when you think about it is now there's these guys that are farmers and they have hundreds of and i said i knew someone personally that had 180 of these accounts going right uh and there's uh, another person that's known to have 400 or more and so these are massive farms of characters and so what happens is they go in and they pull all they they extract the skill points from those characters like a farm and you'd harvest those characters 
uh, for no money or, you know, one plex every three months or I don't know how, how often they do it. And you take all those skill points and you sell them on the market. Uh, or you create characters that are trained up and you sell the character, you know, so you sell a Titan pilot or you sell a, a you know, a, a force auxiliary pilot, you know, pilots that are in high demand. So you can either sell the character or extract the skill points and sell the skill points on the market. So this is when it becomes a, uh, wow, uh, they're kind of getting away with something uh, and it feel, you know, a little bit of anger starts to erupt from people. So that's what was that's what we suspect was the issue that maybe CCP was trying to fix and they goofed it up and all these accounts are just stopping their training. Uh, now here's the thing. These are two things that we're putting together that we don't know go together. It's possible that this is just a database error that ran at midnight somewhere in the world when it wasn't supposed to uh, instead of downtime or whatever. Could be a database error because we hadn't really seen any we compared notes on whose accounts were stopping and whose accounts were actually uh, fine, because some some accounts were fine. Opus, you you actually kind of had. Well, let me let me say some other things. We checked: uh, are the alpha accounts stopping? Some. Were the omega accounts stopping? Some. Were the omega that turned alphas uh, turned back to omegas? The ones that stopped some so we couldn't really figure out what the criteria was that was making these things stop uh, until uh, actually opus said something that that was interesting what did you say so looking at all my accounts that stopped which were six out of my 12 i noticed that the the common denominator was that they had less than two months of training left like one and a half you know something like that they were about to expire or had about less than two months they they all paused And I will think, I think, matter all that um, somebody said to me earlier that they logged in and their skill queues were cleared. Right. That was another, actually, that happened to Reva uh, for mine, and her, her actual skill queue was cleared. So they wiped out all her training plan, which kind of sucks if you forgot yeah. what you put there. I would be would happy if they do that to me. Yeah. Yeah, none of my accounts are that way, luckily. I just hit start and then I'll start it back up. Yeah, I I heard this from a court mate like about uh, an hour after it started, and so I blasted it through talking in stations Discord, and uh, it was so it was early, and people all checked their stuff, and you started seeing the reports come back like, yeah, I'm stopped. Two of my accounts have stopped, and another person would say, I'm fine. All three of my accounts or whatever, and a lot of people only have one account, but um, it was interesting to see all that kind of coming through uh, real time to see trying to gather that information to figure out like what are the what are the symptoms here? Uh, and and we couldn't we couldn't actually figure it out. And CCP hasn't said anything. They haven't even acknowledged that anything is going on. And then we started finding out that some people that corrected the situation, in other words, turned their training back on, would check later, and their training had turned off again. So, again, not a big deal if you have two or three accounts and you're kind of looking at them and stuff. But these <laughs> these farmers that have hundreds of characters, or somebody you know who's a miner who has forty. 40 accounts, you know, that's a lot of uh, headache. So it's kind of funny. Not for them, but. Yeah, and what, and what I said just said was like, you have a Titan somewhere that you that you have training. You have to log it in a bit safely, so you have to burn a scout, cost you all the time. But you can, what you could spend on other things doing. Yeah. Well, uh, so how many of you guys were affected, by the way? 
I was. I guess this would affect people who's, who are plexing their accounts rather than people who are on long-term subscription plans. Yeah, that's what yeah, I mean, to, to be to be fair, like, I mean, I only recently, um, like, resubbed my accounts, but neither of them were Plex, and they were, like, all fine, so... All those accounts Strange. are... All my accounts are paid for by real USD. All those six accounts <laughs> are for cash, so it's Plex. not just Plex. Hmm, okay. Yep, my yeah, so accounts were stopped, yeah. and I use... I use well, to, be subscription. to be fair, like, I only recently did it, so, like, I definitely don't have, like, lapsing, lapsing subscriptions in, you know, less than a month's time, so... Right. The point I was making was that if you've got like a monthly subscription, then that would stop as well. Yes. And that that's true. I I think that's where because uh, I plex my accounts, so I and I don't over overplex, so I kind of plex and you know pay for one month at a time with plex, uh, and I both my accounts were stopped. So I, I think that's pretty fitting. I didn't ask that question when we were taking information in on what was going on. Yeah, but four, it's... Like, sorry, four of the five accounts I had stopped, so yeah. Wow. Uh, and do you do that? Do you, or are they paid up for a full year? Or like, what are they like? No, I just I pay a month because why? Yeah, more? yeah, yeah. So uh, Deviant, uh, X77, Deviant X77, one out of his four accounts were paused. All of them Omegas. Um, and you can see in here, there's a lot of people who are all kind of ha have been affected by this. It's not just a few people. It's, uh, it's quite a bit, actually. So I don't know. That was kind of neat. It was neat to see that unfold uh, and to, to see it unfold real time. But it was also neat to do a PSA and have uh, have some value as like a you know player service announcement and telling people, check your stuff, check your stuff. Uh, something went wrong. Yeah. No, I, I like how fast we actually got that out, yeah. Well, anyway, um, so that's that's what happened earlier today. We can come back and talk about this a little bit later. I wasn't actually going to have topics. We were just in here talking about politics and talking about all kinds of stuff. But uh, Yeah, we were just talking about a whole bunch of random. And we should probably go and back. And Maddie had this great idea of uh, turning <laughs> on the stream and, and, and making it formal and shit. <laughs> God damn it, that's right, Let's go back to relaxing. <laughs> uh, but but I do want to talk about, if you guys don't mind, the uh, the changes that are... Uh, what's that? Talk about whatever, man. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the uh, battleships. Pirate faction battleships. And, uh, I like pirate faction, faction battleships. Yeah, so what's uh, what are the changes that are coming? I hear they come with a free bottle of rum. <laughs> Yeah, and a knife. Napok comes with free slaves now. Well. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Right, so, so the battleships, I'm just going from memory here. There's going to be two waves of changes coming through on the battleships. Uh, one wave is coming soon. Uh, another wave is coming in uh, July, so about a month from now. The first wave is going to be, I think there are two approaches to it. One is they're going to make the BPC drop rarer. So you won't find it as often. Uh, and so that means there'll be less of them uh, being discovered. And I think also... Did, go ahead. Didn't they want to do the, the chances of an escalation lower? Okay, thank you. Yeah, the net result is less BPCs, but it's the escalation that won't happen as often. So you won't get the opportunity to fight for the blueprint. That, will, that opportunity but, will be... 
But scale. that will not only hit BPCs, that will also change light drops off uh, the space items. Yeah, modules and stuff. Oh, interesting. Like, uh, like X-type hardeners and all those kind of things, uh, if they uh, will also drop. So have those prices skyrocketed on the market too? I have not checked, I just realized it. Yeah, everybody's running to their broker now to see. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so if that's... I don't think, I don't think they're going to really affect too much the prices of uh, Blood Raider stuff, to be honest. Dark Blood uh, stuff. Was... There's too many, you mean there's too many people work in that area? I, 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 I am declining to comment. <laughs> uh, what, what I know is that the, the, the services that run those sites don't have enough people to run them, so they have to leave, have to lay... 10 out of 10s that they cannot run at the moment, so yeah. Well, okay, so that was the first round of changes, and we can talk about that, because I, I think actually you opened up a different topic, which is other stuff that can, can possibly go up because uh, rarity steps in. Um, but the second thing is that the mineral cost to make the pirate battleships is actually going to go up too, so they're going to be more expensive to actually build. So let's say you already have blueprints, uh, building them right now is going to be cheaper than building them after July. And they yep. said one last thing, which was, these are the changes so far. There may be more changes later. I think we all yep. know that there's going to be changes later on at some point, but like, you know, how long that kind of gap between one change and the other change is always, you know... But yeah, they will have after the July thing. They will have summer, so that's well two, three months. That's not really anything happening anyway. So, yeah, and again, they they always say that to reserve the right to come back to it. Uh, just... You know, the the one thing which I, I would say is like a year, maybe a year and a half, two years, maybe like ago. Like I I distinctly remember that there were a lot of a lot of people who were like complaining about the fact that like it's just become like that that combat's become really boring and that people miss the um the bloody fighting of you know battleship on battleship and dreadnought on dreadnought kind of thing and it's funny because like at the moment like that's what we have we we have the these like you know when it when it does actually kick off we do have these you know, battleship on battleship fights that are expensive and bloody, and these dread bombs with counter dread bombs, which just become like, you know, amazing kind of fights with like shit tons of wrecks all over the place. Like, and for some reason, someone at CCB seems to think that this is a bad idea. I think the, the most problem they have with, and I don't, that's everybody flies Macaros at the moment. Well, just just to kind of spread the kind of um, the variety. Yeah, I think with shields, uh, slaves, if they finally come at one point, uh, snakes will might be get some more use. Shield slaves and like agility kind of plugin. Uh, like, do you, are there are there agility like like stacking agility implants or am I just talking bullshit? You have nomads you can use. <laughs> mm. 
You can say yes yeah. and yes. Right. <laughs> Not mutually exclusive, McLeod. Yeah, I guess that's true. I'm just kind of thinking because, like, you know, one of the thing, one of the, one of the like uh, things about Macarius is they're nice and agile as well, so or fairly agile anyway. Well, and Apple was saying they they warp faster, and uh, there's there's just a lot of benefits to them. I don't see them going away. I think they'll just get more exclusive. Like maybe you don't see the you don't see bigger fleets of them uh, as much anymore because e even though people have a lot of money in the game uh any even null players who dedicate themselves to grinding some of the territory they've conquered to make money those guys can run out of money pretty fast if you're making them pay 600 million 300 to 600 million per battleship and if they're actually losing them which is a possibility uh, but it's it's not even losing a battleship sometimes you don't even need to lose a battleship you just need to move and you have to leave it behind or it gets stuck somewhere because you had a bailout of a fleet and you just kind of have it left in some station and it's hard to get to. So you, you lose ships not by blowing, not only by them blowing up, but also by just the way the game is and you have to travel to get to fights and stuff like that. But, you know, eventually, like, your typical line member won't have more than two of those at the most. Uh... You know, by the time it's time to buy the third one, he's going to be feeling that. So it, it is a big difference. So I, I, but I do think that they're so, they're so good that uh, they'll still be used, but maybe maybe in smaller groups. Ah, uh, yeah, SRP is a thing. So yeah. Oh, I forget was about there really SRP. Really, that many of them? Was there really that many of them being dropped in these escalations? Because you can you can farm these from the LP stores and the, and the pirate well, faction. Well, something happened because they got down to like 200 and how much were they? Uh, no, about four, 300, 400 million. To, they used to be over a billion, right? So they're down uh, to 30% of what they were. All of them, but mostly Macarials. Well, the okay. thing is with Macarials is, you know, it's Angel Cartel, which is like, you know, I mean, apart from drone lands, like the Russians, right? The yeah. Russians and renters. I mean, no one, do, no, no one, no one does farming better than Russian renters. It's also a symptom of peacetime, right? Because there's no disturbances in the product in yeah. the in the time. Mm -hmm. to there's get also them. an unintended consequence which Apple Pay effect up on. You know, the dead space modules will become really expensive and rare. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. You're not talking about officer modules. Completely different. You're talking about these death-based modules that um, uh, incursion runners will use on their A-class ships to to to, to complete those uh, uh, quicker speed. But you saw the switch already when we left uh, deck and we now living in Delft. When we lived in deck, uh, the A-types were at one point uh, 900 million, 800 million, and they're now way over a billion. And you see this switch in armor that the armor yeah, prices sure. of armor X types are so cheap now at the moment. It's like crazy. Why? Why wouldn't you run X types certain on certain ships because they're not even that much expensive. Yeah. Well, I don't know. The dilemma for me is uh, not to be too big a snob about it. Is do I do I build them or do I sell the BPCs? Any any financial uh, advice? Do you the question is do you think the BPCs will be in a week or two still that expensive as they are now? 
Yeah, there's always a paranoia, which is kind of funny because sometimes the best time to unload something is right in the middle of that rush where everybody's just buying, you know, with stupid money, uh, buying up to get into whatever is, is going up. In this case, battleship uh, BPCs will be rare, so everybody's buying up whatever's on the market. I mean, I think they completely bought out Cheetah uh, contracts. You could, do, you, you could do both. You could put a uh, part of it on contract and get some is back from that and then wait out uh, what the price is, how much extra uh, minerals you need to build those damn things, and then decide if you want to build them beforehand because it's like that much more and it's worth to do it, or are you going to sell the rest of your BBCs? Yeah, that's and that's probably the wise decision, is you never put all your chips on the table at the same time. So you would, you would basically, uh, what does Eric call it? Eric, what do you call it when you uh, take money out of stocks? Eric, come back. Well, what? What? You what, sell it? No, when you uh, remember when you you have a stock and you want to take a little bit of money out of it. What do you call that? What? Oh, keeping your powder dry, right? You keep some powder dry to buy later. Yeah, but there's a a stock term that you told me. Uh, oh God. I profit. Profit taking. That's oh, profit taking. Yeah, you you never you never sell at the peak, right? You sell as you go, let it drop a little, buy back in. Right. Let it go up a little, sell buy back in when it takes the dip you yeah watch the dips though it's like you're you're combing you're combing the stuff off the top uh but you're, so, you're yeah. still in, you're still in the soup but you're combing some stuff off the top yeah you buy a bunch this is so terrible and analogies <laughs> well here's the thing right let's go let's go to you cooking buy a bunch low you buy a bunch you're low, like you're, right? you're mowing the lawn and like you're just <laughs> trimming the top off it it's just it's just skimming the top bit. yeah i don't know here's what you do you buy a bunch when it's low, as it's climbing, right? You're gonna sell some and take profit and cover your initial investment. The rest that you have there in stock you is your profit. Should you encounter a nice dip on the way up the ladder again, you're gonna buy in with some of that money. Eventually you've cycled all of your original investment out. Mm -hmm. Therefore you take all your risk out of the stock and then you sell off into the climb never wait for that apex because guess what you might go over the edge right and lose money so you have to be careful about that but you can sell on the down too so it's profit taking and covering your risk i see and that's the right way to do it so we have a question here from uh jstank 2000 i heard they're getting rid of the or anoms and replacing them with moon mining belt or moon belt mining that's that's, that's uh, not no. true. No, um, I I haven't heard that for a long time. I know that like well, at one point there was like an idea floated that like at some point they would make like ring mining kind of thing, but like no one like I haven't heard anything concrete or anything. I have. Concrete what are what they're doing is what they're doing is they're going to make the anoms we have now have a respawn timer. So between 20 minutes for the small, up to five hours for the colossal. So you will have less anoms. And in the end of the year, there will be a change to moon mining. And the change to moon mining is you will have refineries that uh, get a chunk of a moon. Uh, and when you blow those chunks up, you get an, a belt. And that belt you will be able to mine. And that will give moon materials and uh, normal minerals is the plan. And, and I have talked on, on various shows and things saying 
hey, wouldn't it be interesting if we just got rid of all the belts and you just did one type of mining rather than having three, right? You have ice, you have belt mining, and you have moon mining now, right? Please don't. Uh, please just leave ice mining alone because I love doing that and <laughs> don't have to deal with those different doors. Well, you know, we have those ice planets. We can pull up nice chunks of ice whenever we want them and we have more of them. Oh, would be uh, we, would, we would not game that system in Delve at all, would we? Oh, totally not. <laughs> we wouldn't do that. It would be interesting if you could mine uh, ice planets for some of the same stuff you, you get in moons. In that or, kind of situation they, of having, like, moons, but... you know, of having that much ice products, like, you wouldn't need to wait for your, like, you know, for your strategic index to get to three before you actually put down a um you know a uh a cyanogen you'd just be having a permanent cyano character in there with a cyano constantly running that's something we already have something we already have i know you kind of already have that but <laughs> that's this that's a space equivalent to the goon highway in h1z1 <laughs> Oh man, that was that's so so ideal. Uh, everyone, uh, when I have to go back to staging or somewhere, I just join the safe Sino fleet and jump in, and don't have to deal getting my own Sino. That's so much easier. And so you just throw some miscatum, and it's awesome. So Shendao yeah. here says that uh, moon mining uh, will be nerfed uh, quickly after goons completely smash the market in two weeks of uh, once it comes out. <laughs> no, I, I think I think the problem is for a lot is that we probably are, will be set up to get all the moons we, that are interesting sorted as as fast as possible, and a lot of other organizations will not have that. Uh, that power to do the organizations for us to sort that out and more like an individual basis than a whole group. So yeah, we will be earlier to profit from it and get the, the good deals out of it. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, the, the recent, I mean, the changes, firstly, the changes to like how, you know, um, casinos slash betting has been run. And now this changing to like, you know, mining, you know, moon mining and stuff. I mean, it is really nerfed. Like, you know, the fact that, um, you know, groups like goons can, you know, diversify the amount of money that they get from everywhere or the amount of, like, material that they get from everywhere. It's really the kind of groups that can't really do that. Like, you know, the groups that kind of rely on, you know, the passive income of moons uh, and the collection of, like, you know, ISK via third-party kind of sites that are really going to be taking a hit. So, I mean... And renters, of course. Best. Yeah, or renters as well, because... You know, renters aren't going to be able to, uh, you know, pay the 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 dues for a particular kind of thing uh, or a particular kind of system if it's uh, got a cap, right? And and the interesting thing is also that for those kind of my I don't know how big renters are and how, but if you have a rented corp and the belts need to spawn for five hours and those corps cannot move around uh, because they only rent one system. And they are a mining group. That that can be uh, very irritating for them and uh, make renting go into the plump a bit because of that. Because people need to rent more than one system to be able to keep mining. Hmm. 
Well, the, well, the people are asking why you guys are up so late, um, but we should remind people today are UK elections and uh, the returns are still coming in. And it's what time is it over there? Four or five in the morning? Uh, it's 20 to five right now. Yikes. You guys it's did 20 to, 20 to six where I live, but somehow people decided to do things and I couldn't sleep. So, yeah, <laughs> I hope you guys took some disco naps. <laughs> What is the what are the returns? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm drinking beer. What are the returns now? Is there a well the returns? Uh, there's less than a hundred to go. It's conservative two sixty seven, labor labor two thirty seven. Uh, it's predicted that the conservatives are getting going to get like over three ten three three sixteen something like that, mm. but not a but not a majority. So they're going to have to do something. Let's make a deal. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to have collective or coalition government, huh? Might be good for, uh, you know, from, a, you know, an, an actual kind of service sector standpoint. I hope they get that coalition faster than here in the Netherlands because they're already over 80 days dealing with finding a coalition uh, here. So, uh. yeah. It's bad. I don't know what people are like doing here i'm just yeah. i don't look at it anymore because it's like yeah i mean i can see conservatives basically going hey snp let's do a deal because essentially snp is the scottish nationalist part uh, national party uh they've got a 33 seats so they will definitely tip it over and because it's the Scottish Nationalist Party, like, you know, they won't really counter too much in, Euro you know, in sort of like European kind of, or not European, in sort of uh, um, English law, uh, you know, unless it actually specifically relates to Scotland in some way, shape or form. So, But didn't the S&P wanted to stay in, uh, didn't want to do the Brexit thing, etc.? Yeah, they didn't. They're wanna... big on Remain, so there may not be one. Yeah, that they are. They are big on Remain, but like I don't know. They also want. They also want a, um, you know, a better kind of. They they also want a, a kind of a better um, representation as well. Like if they can't do the vote, they they definitely want like better representation down in Westminster. The SNP would work with Labour Party. There's no way they would work. Conservatives. By the way, by the way, Dromberg, I, I have off today or tomorrow, whatever you say want to say. So, don't worry, I have enough time to sleep. Yeah. They're uh, center left, SMP. Yeah. Not right wing. So, uh, those of you that are not familiar, um, in uh, talking in stations Discord during last fall's. U.S. presidential election, we had, uh, gosh, we had about <laughs> 15 people in here, uh, and we talk politics, and it's very cordial and nice, and it was uh, exciting because, you know, all these things are coming in through the night, so we are starting to have a tradition of, uh, on election night, kind of getting together and checking things as they're coming in and updating each other and then talking politics, which we do a lot yeah. anyway. It's pretty good. But yeah, I'm kind of, my brain's a bit fried at almost five in the morning. 
don't rely on me <laughs> for doing accurate and concise shit right now. No, this no, this is the uh, this is the lounge, and I've been trying to, and it's not easy turn turn off uh, because you, you get so amped up to do a show where you push information out and you make every minute count, and there's no dead space, and then all that goes away when you turn off the streaming button. And then everybody relaxes, and then the conversation's amazing. Like everybody's just re relaxed and loose. Uh, yeah, and man. I've really wanted to like relax and have people around me relax enough to have that kind of stuff out there. Um, but it never works. I always go into this formal mode. Like I can't. Like I'm a robot. Like I can't talk. Uh, like I normally you need to pay would. Pay for masseuses, man. That's what you need to do. Yeah. I need a. Where's my drink? <laughs> I need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it the same way as they do with uh, Open Com Show, drink. And... Right? Yeah, knock yourself out. Um, well, we won't be on much longer. Uh, this was just going to, we're just going to do a quick hour, kind of recap uh, the skill training uh, pauses that have been happening today. Um, we're going to hang out, talk about um, uh, some UK politics uh, in real life. And we're also going to talk about the faction battleships, which we did. Uh, we kind of went and over did, them. And did we talk about the great monthly economic reports? And we did talk about it a little bit, but uh, not really in, in deep coverage. But um, let, let's talk about it. It's yeah, timely we... since I'm writing about it as we chit-chat. Oh, great. <laughs> well, which specific topic? Pre uh, the MER, right? And, yeah. And, and, yeah. Oh, the MER. Monthly yeah. economic report from uh, New Eden. Or as or as or as or as Aerith says, the greatest recruiting tool for goons, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. The, the small amounts we mine and red and delve and around that. And who, who who would have thought, you know, um, when you prepare, when you basically sort of tell a whole bunch of nerds uh, that like take a game far too seriously, that you're attempt that you're going to at, at a certain point nerf their shit to the ground, that they might. Just that that might spur them on to literally, you know, take the piss quite a lot with uh, the time that they have left. Do you ever notice <laughs> that a work will in siege looks a lot like you're giving somebody the finger? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So the inside joke there is when people see just how successful the Goon Empire is or Imperium, um, they're like attracted to it. So the more of that kind of information gets out there, the better. Uh, Imperium looks the more people actually, you know, are driven to success, or they 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 want to be a part of a winning team, or they want to play I, nullsec in safety, and that seems like a safe space. I have actually seen that in uh, in our recruiting numbers. Yeah, as we've ramped up recruiting for our corp. I mean, people want to come for uh, a surprising number of people want to come for the PvP. I mean, you'd think with the recruit with the MER out, right? That's, you have a bunch of miners and ratters coming, right? It doesn't yeah. seem to be what we're seeing. Bunch of freeloaders, you'd expect. You'd kind of think that it would be coming. Yeah, yeah but I mean... it, it's crazy because um, I'm organizing fleets, etc. Normally, if I did Euro Prime, I just sent, uh, we just sorted one fleet, and it was all okay. But if I'm forming a fleet now in Euro Prime, I have to have a second fleet because the first fleet will be full. And we just have to have a second fleet for everybody who wants to join. And that's just crazy. Now, now <laughs> you guys can check me on my math, right? So, and I'm, and I'm doing a little bit of this in my head, and I've got to actually do it for the article. 
when I look at a 6.7 to 9 trillion jump, right? That's somewhere around 24 to 28%, right? Probably somewhere in the middle, probably 26. So you have a 26% increase in the mining. And obviously CCP thought 6.7 trillion was too big. About what they nerfed the Oracle, in my mind and kind of fuzzy numbers, I predicted would be a little, about a 25% nerf with the speed mm -hmm. and the spawn rates and everything combined. Well, guess what? That happens to be about what we increased this much month. <laughs> so if 6.7 was too much, well, it's going to be too much. And if people are coming, you know, per capita has got to matter here. And I don't know if CCP is taking that into account because we don't know how they derive their numbers, right? And I don't you know, think they figured, I don't think they've, I mean, kind of, I kind of feel like they haven't figured it out per capita. Yeah, I mean, I mean, one of the things Fozzie mentioned was, right, one system in Delve mines more than all of Pravi. Well, maybe that one system in Delve has, you know, five times the number of people that Pravi does. I don't know, right? But yeah, I mean. I have it, a feeling I know. Average population, like, over a 24-hour period probably has more than. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. And the ratting went up, right? Yeah. But, the, but the sneaky little interesting part in this to me and by the way, I don't take credit for seeing it myself first. It certainly was River that pointed out to me. It's Declan. <laughs> yeah, Declan mm, yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Declan four, has increased four, its... Four, four trillion rating. That's, yeah. uh, that's Guardian's, uh, Guardian's territory, so that would be uh, Sort Dragon's coalition up there. Yeah. Darkness yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and, and uh, their, uh, their mining in that area increased 28% last month as well, so... Did, didn't, Mo, didn't Moa join uh, Guardian of the Galaxy? Yeah, Moa's up there as well. So maybe because they got kicked out of of uh, Guns in the earlier days because they read that they mined too much and then they went all Gurren shooting, etc. Maybe they're going back to their roots and started threatening and mining all over again. May have. Um, the interesting thing is that in April, it looked like their production was significantly higher than their production effort was in May. <coughs> in the face with a velvet glove from Apple. But, uh, do, do you have, uh, did you see the, the difference between the production in uh, the Forge and, uh, and Delph? Only like six trillion? Oh yeah, there's not much difference between between the two, I mean, that is very interesting, right? We are approaching forge levels. It's gonna be good. I mean, it's interesting that CCP on one hand says, hey, we wanna do things to make NullSec more self-sufficient, and we wanna give them the carrots eventually after we destroy their sob play. And they finally give you the Rourke and it's a giant carrot and then they take it away because, hey, you've become too self-sufficient. Just strikes <laughs> me as a little funny. Right? I mean... Yeah. Kind of ironic, yeah. Well, one of the high-sec miners are dying, so we've got to, like, nerf Nullsec. Right? It is rough. Like we're exporting. It is rough because, you know, you can't compare... Uh, one of, the, one of the guys, I think, in uh, Goon Swarm uh, is bringing out 20, 40... Rorkles himself, right? He's doing that much mining, and you you can't compare sixty. Okay, and you, he's, he's, he's the he's the equivalent of that dude that's you know ha, that has four hundred 
uh, yeah, accounts, accounts that, no, he's, no, no, no. that he's farming. He's paying, man. He's paying. I don't know, but the, the, the point is there's there's basically big agriculture, right? This huge oh, yeah. agriculture. But then what happens to the small farmer? The guy that's uh, been playing about three months and he doesn't really know how to make money, so he's mining. And the, you know, the price is just really sagging because so much uh, stuff's coming out of Delve. Now, that's supposing a few things that actually the people who are mining in Delve are actually selling it back to the market because uh, they may actually just be hoarding it for a big construction that's going on in that area. So, Did, did you see the import and export numbers for Delve because we're a net importer? Oh, yeah, interesting. There's, there's, there's no exports. There, you can't even measure them. Yeah. Why can't you measure them? They're just not measuring them? There's, there's, no, the ratio is just so happening. bad. So it's a oh. 34.6 trillion import for Delve. It is a tiny little green line with no number oh. for imports. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so I mean, it's, not like, it's not like all of those minerals are being dumped into high sec. Yeah, so there's BS about delve crashing your mineral market and Jita is complete and utter hogwash. Because it's yeah, actually I mean, not going out there, is it? No, yeah. it's, <laughs> we're keeping it and we're importing the stuff we can't get locally, like Mexilon. We can't get that for shit out here. Interesting. Yeah, and the, the other thing is, I mean, if you look at the market, there'll be trade on the market fairly cheap in Delve because the minerals are so out of balance, right? But yeah. when you look at the overall market, I don't, I mean, it's impacted by a perc some percent, right? It's it's double digit percents that it's impacted, but it hasn't crashed the market 50 or 60%. I mean, it's less than 20% that I've seen out there for even TRIT in, in HiSAC. Mm -hmm. and, and, and if you see how much we produce in Delve, it's like, yeah, then, then there must be so much stuff here we use because otherwise you cannot produce all those things. Well, what was happening with some of it was there was so much mineral, uh, the minerals, so many minerals that you guys uh, at one point, and this didn't last very long, were building things that you would insure and then destroy, and the money that you made from that was better than trying to sell the minerals. Yep. Nothing wrong with that. They're building freighters, uh, I believe, and blowing them up. Sharon's. Sharon's, sorry, and cashing them in. Uh, but that stopped pretty quickly because CCP uh, very quickly saw that and changed the uh, insurance numbers, I believe, or the composition that... Yeah, that's just a challenge they have with that whole insurance thing, right? It's not the first time. It won't be the last. Yeah, because insurance works in a very strange way. I think it takes three months of, of value and averages that out. Uh, so that the insurance market doesn't crash, you know, go up and down, up and down, and is susceptible to, to manipulation. It takes a whole three months and says, how much is this about, you know, how much is this worth? But in less than three months, the amount that it took to build it uh, became really cheap. So you could build them uh, at, at the today's rate a lot cheaper than you could, you know, two months ago. And so the insurance rate, which is only a percentage of the full rate that it, it costs in minerals, was higher than what it took to build it. So when you built it and blew it up, you actually made money. Yeah, but we've been doing insurance fraud for decades, right? Nothing new here, right? Yeah. So, but here's the thing, right? So here's a question on the insurance numbers, right? Is that done on universal values or is it done on regional values? I feel like certain is universal values, man. Okay, because regionally, right, you could buy, 
for universally, you can buy Trit really cheap in, or regionally in Delve, you can buy Trit really cheap because yeah. you just can't use it all, right? Yeah. But but you're not going to pay four or five ISK per M3 to move that stuff to Amar and try and sell it on the market there, right? For four ISK. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so it it's not going anywhere. Sense that it's not going to go anywhere because you have that expense of moving it. And all the other minerals we want to keep because we need them, right? Trit's the one that's way out of balance. And there might be pyrite, might be, or something in there, might be, but I'm not sure. Yeah, did we have Trit? I saw Trit with blow two isk at one point in Delve. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's because, you know, hey. I'm not using it. It's sitting in my hangar, right? I can't build enough ships that's, that's, to use it all. That's almost that's almost down to sort of like you know the, that that kind of pricing is almost down to the levels when we had the uh, fucking drone alloys. But but here's the thing, right? Do you let the market regulate what players do, right? If it's if if minerals are shit, less people will mine, and the market should adjust. It's it's kind of self-regulating to some degree. Yeah, unless they are radically out of balance and yield to what you use, like Trit is. Robbie's and, joining and us. Hello, Robbie. And that's Hello. one of the big big things that I think was is here is there's not enough maxalon and other minerals to get there, so you get too much uh, titanium, and too many people want to have supers and all those kind of things. So people keep mining because everybody wants to build those damn things. Oh, yeah. I mean, I found, you know, here, I mean, when the Rorqual came out, right, and I eventually, I had a Rorqual forever. I drug it around for eight years through wormholes and freaking cloud ring and branch and everything else all the way here. Same damn Rorqual. Why? I don't know. <laughs> but I did. And now it became useful, right? So then I said, hey, shit, I just want to build one for, because I've never done the build thing in Eve for a capital ship, right? got out and I freaking build one and fit it and then of course drone Fozzie announces the drone's gonna suck <laughs> and the prices go down and I lose the equivalent of a drone and ask I don't really care right so I'm just having fun in the game mm -hmm. and uh, I just like going out mining my workles and bringing in the uh, stuff I don't sell the shit on the market I just build stuff for myself and uh, you know what I found is People are just saying, you know what, man, I mine so much minerals, who needs some in the corp, right? People just say, oh, you need some extra minerals, build that ship and your new guy here, have some minerals. Oh yeah. You know, um, there's a lot of that going on and it's nice because it helps, helps those new folks. And it helps the corp kind of ethos. It helps bring people together kind of, you know, it, it, it empowers corps to kind of help each other and help, you know, yeah. be, and more, you know? more of a new corp right we haven't been around as long as a lot of the other corps so you know now we're starting to buy things like blueprints and you know maybe if we get enough of the right bpo and we've got nice doctrine ships maybe we're giving some of the lower end frigates and things out to our new guys because we got some alpha guys we got some guys that haven't played just came off alpha you know they're they're five or six months into the game you know so it's a nice way to uh get them into the game Somebody yep. reached. Somebody reached out and touched me. <laughs> Blew me uh, up. <laughs> oh no! That's uh, all right. Maybe good. But yeah, but 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 really, um, as River <laughs> said, Declan is the interesting place in this uh, in this report. 
And uh, goons just keep gaining p more per capita per system, right? And when you've got more average per capita per system, you're just going to mine more than anybody else, no matter what they yeah, do. Yeah, and, and one of the great things with anomaly chains is it forces people to use other systems. The Delves or, or ADMs, who are already pretty good, will be getting even better. So yeah. really just what are the numbers? <laughs> what are the numbers like for Paragon Soul, Eric? Did you notice it? I have to look. I have to look. I have them up. I had just had a quick glance. I didn't. I didn't actually. Study. Uh, while you're checking that out, um, quick update that today, uh, about five or six hours ago, uh, people were reporting that their uh, skill training was stopping, mysterious, mysteriously just stopping, and um, we sent out alerts to people in discords, and uh, the information that was coming back, we couldn't really figure out what the criteria was that they were using, like what what accounts were stopping and which weren't, because some were and some were not. And it turns out, after looking at it for a while, it is possible that it is accounts that were paid on a monthly basis, uh, either through Plex, um, that the, were the ones that had like, you know, less than two months uh, on their subscription. That, that seemed to be kind of what was going on. So whether it was a database error or some kind of a fix that was, uh, there is this thing called ghost training that uh, we figure they're going to try to fix at some point. It could have been an attempt to try to fix that, but probably this was some kind of error that was just um, that just happened. But check your training, check all your accounts. It's possible that they have stopped training. And just a side note on that: do keep checking them because I noticed that I had two accounts which I checked after Matterall, you know, sent out these notices. Everything was training just fine, but I go and check when I get home from work, and two of them have stopped. Yeah, it's an ongoing problem. The, uh, the great, the, the great reoccurring skill training blackout. <laughs> yeah, it is like a blackout, isn't it? And here we are, all huddled around this ca uh, this candle, talking about uh, <laughs> talking yeah, about yeah. what's happening. <laughs> so when you look at the when you look at the mining in Paragon Soul, it's about twenty five billion. It's not really very high. The interesting oh. thing is, all of Pravi is only seven hundred and four billion, right? I mean, oh, Catch is making a ton of though, right? And and Immensia then, where Tesla's Catch is at one hundred and sixty-three billion, and Immensa, where is where 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 is three hundred and fifty-six billion. And they did our whole Manhattan project, etc. That's not a lot. Yeah, that's that's just the mining in April, right? I haven't, com I didn't compare the numbers. I'm not going that deep in the article. Okay, but let's look at let's look at production. So, those of you that are just joining us, uh, that's Eric Osmock talking about an article that he is writing about the monthly economic report that was just released by CCP, talking about uh, the uh, production uh, going around all of New Eden. And there's a huge spike in Delve, which is Imperium space uh, for mining. It's much, it's bigger than even last month. Yeah. So when we look at Immensa and their production values for last month, they're yeah. 1.6 billion in production. So. And Steelhorse okay. points out that uh, Immensa is CO2 space, circle of two space. Oh, yeah. And and esoteric. Okay, yeah, I will always yeah. mess those things up. Like yeah. So yeah, I mean, Esoterra is, let me see where they're at. They are at 3.79, so 3.8 billion rounded, right? 
Compare that with Delve, which their production value is 15.6 billion, which is very close to the Forge. Well, not really close, you know, 10 billion off, but the Forge is about 25.9 billion. Are you, no, looking at the, are you looking at the right numbers? Because I thought we did in May 20. So I'm looking at April 2017, right? Oh, that's yeah, April number, sorry. Yeah, we're, we're doing the May ones, huh? Yeah, let me look at the May ones. Because I was doing, you know, I was bouncing back and forth doing comparisons. <sighs> so I killed myself on the comparisons. Let me go back in here and look. <laughs> it's pretty clear that a lot of people have buckled down and started to harvest their territories. So the Forge is at twenty six point five billion in production, and Dell is at twenty point three billion. So yeah, you're right there. It's not billion, but trillions. But yeah, okay. Yeah, well, it's twenty thousand three fifty six oh, billion, okay. right? That's how they express it. Um. So yeah, I should really be converting that in my brain. And when we're looking at some of them, like Esoteria, three point eight billion uh, in production value in May. That uh, Impasse is four point seven billion, and where's the other one we're looking at? Uh, Paragon Souls at three hundred twenty-two billion. So those are actual billions; they're not in trillions. I guess uh, I can actually bring that stuff up. Let me actually do that. You need the link? Uh, yeah, might as well provide it to me. Uh, I'll need to set it up because I think my stuff's all over the place. Instead of people watching me, uh, autopilot. <laughs> There, I threw it out there in the chat. Great, thank you. Are you trying to get to Jita again and get Yeah, the itsy, itsy bitsy spider. I'll get killed again and sent back home. But hopefully I'll uh, change my home station <laughs> before I do. Can't you fly an intercept or something? And do yeah, sure I can. But uh, I like to isk tank, I call it. Uh, or maybe it's the opposite mm -hmm. of isk tank. And what route are you flying? And do you pass through any lower NOSEC systems? Not going to tell you. <laughs> Just watch his stream and stream snipe him. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Were you in low sec or high sec? Oh, I was he right was there. On the undock in Judah. Yeah. I was in the safest oh, place right. in the world. <laughs> well, hang on. You, you, you're saying you were on the Judah undock, the safest place in the world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you'll find that it's yeah. not the case. Well, I was just making yeah. a, I was making a Disney, Disneyland joke. Cause there's so many, oh, yeah. so many crying kids at Disneyland that, yeah. Do we have to do we have to drink every time he gets a dueling request? <laughs> Fuck, you'll be wasted so fucking quickly. Eric, where'd you drop that link? In uh oh I put it in chat in the uh in Twitch, but I can send it to you directly if you want. I'll also add while we're getting the interlude for this link coming up that I got my special edition copy of Frigates of Eve in the mail today oh. and it is amazing. Nice. Yeah, CCP did a great job with that book. Um, lots of cool stuff. Like it, I had all those like Star Wars Incredible Cross Sections books as a kid, and this is like the adult spaceship version of that. And yeah, nice. So the new people who live in Declan are ramping up production, ramping up mining, ramping up everything. So it's probably bad for their neighbors and with the area that they control too, right? They're not going to see a tremendous amount of impact to this new uh, anomaly cycle time either. I don't think with the space they have. And, and, and I found it funny to see like last August, we started to take Delph and we're now less than a year further and 
were on the top of the game while we're being for months, like three months, not being able to do anything. So that that turnaround is pretty amazing to me. And yeah, you and it's... you haven't had a fleet over a hundred people, have you? No, no, never. Just checking, making sure we're adhering to that little uh, treaty yeah, we signed or something. Whatever. Otherwise, Jeff Raider gets angry. <laughs> um, what did I want to say about that? The um, that's the one story that hasn't been written, and I'm afraid to write it because I'm already um, being an NC dot. You know, I'm already in hot water for being nice uh, to the Imperium because I work for the Imperium News. Uh, so every time I put out a story that is kind of faintly positive and stuff, I'm always looking around saying like, you know, is this the one, is this the article that gets me kicked out? <laughs> but it's not because uh, they understand that it's just, you know, there's two different. This will be the one that gets you the better. behind you. Yeah. There's, uh, there's always a place for you in Delve, my friend. Don't yeah. Worry. I, uh, you know, it would make my life so much easier to just unify my two worlds, but uh, I just can't do it. Uh, I don't, I well, like. Here's the thing. You don't just hate somebody or dislike somebody because they're over somewhere else, right? It's really who that person is. And that's all you really need to base it on. And I can't see anybody really hating you. I'm just serious. Oh, you'd be surprised. And actually, probably more people in NC hate me than anywhere else. <laughs> actually, that's not <laughs> okay. true. It's just a small sect of guys that, that uh, I didn't get along <laughs> with when I started because they were trolly trolly young people and i was not and so we we had a lot of not meeting of the minds hey it's like high school those people don't matter right well <laughs> they're probably actually still in high school and i have to remember that because i expect a certain i don't know behavior like all you guys right like we're all talking about all kinds of different things you and i eric talk about politics in real life and we're on different sides of things but we can have a great discussion about it no problem. Um, but I think for, I, I have to remind myself that not everybody is older like we are. There's people who play this game that are 15 and their mindset is fun and drama. And, uh, you know, saying, saying like America, America number one over and over again is funny to them. And it's, uh, it's not to me. It, after a while, it gets really dumb. Uh, but I have to remember that that's their mindset. I'll remind everybody that I did that earlier to matter all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but we we have now our mumble moderators to deal with those kind of things, to all the perks uh, to deal with those on fleets. That makes your life much easier. Not having to do it myself. Yeah, I, I do like that that we added that. That is really nice. Yeah, I've heard that you clamped down uh, on. Yeah, I guess uh, fleet comms was out of. Control, so you guys fix that up. Yeah, we're not, we're not, they're, they're not allowed to say certain words on fleet comms, otherwise they get kicked out. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> interesting. But um, it's not kicked out and get muted, right? But, but no, I'm not, not going to lie that we, we, we have been kind of like, you know, cheekily in local kind of taking the mic out of that. When I, I, when I, 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 <laughs> I see it in local and having the fun with it, I, I can understand. We always take you in local and all that because we know that you guys can't do hey, that. Hey, Dunk Dinkle is a Dunk Dinkle is a young person. Yeah, old man, Matthew. Uh, you'd have gotten away with it as well if it weren't for them damn pesky kids. <laughs> yeah, right, and that dog. <laughs> uh, but, but, but coming back, Matthew. Yeah. 
why not write a story or get somebody else? Well, I, I may. And I don't think it, it. I don't know if it's a good idea to have it to by somebody within the Imperium, because it might be a bit too one-sided. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I tend to I tend to try to write uh, both sides. Uh, by the way, Dunk Dinkle is one of the leaders of Brave. Uh, so it's cool to see him hanging out. Nice guy. Ever see him at a meetup? He has this amazing briefcase that he breaks out that has it's the briefcase of friendship, I think, and has this great liquor that comes out. It looks like a chemistry set. It's pretty cool. Uh, great guy, and um, it's neat to see him here. Um, I want to write it because I wrote um, I Want Isk versus SMA, and it was a long article, and it was basically behind the, behind the war, and it explained how all these things happened diplomatically to start uh, a, a, a mercenary group being hired to take on SMA, which led into Imperium having to defend part of their group, uh, which was interesting to me because it was the first time a bank, we'll call it a bank, but it was really a gambling site, um, and a coalition were going to war. So it was a really interesting dynamic of what was going on, and I had friends on both sides, so I was able to kind of go in there. And funny enough, I was sent there by Scion to say, hey, we think there's RMT at Iwanisk. Go and uh, see what you can find out, because I was kind of known as an investigator. Uh, and so I went there. And <laughs> so I went there, and the day I went there, 20, no, 14, it was 14 of their 16 bankers, actually more like clerks, but they called themselves bankers, were uh, banned from the game. So I arrived and they're reeling from it. They're like depressed because all these guys have, you know, billions, at least billions, because I think you had to have at least 200 billion isk to just be a banker. Uh, and some of those guys <laughs> had trillions and it's all gone because they've been frozen out of their accounts. So they're just destroyed. And here comes uh, a TMC or, uh, you know, INN reporter saying, hi guys, I want to interview you on what's going on. <laughs> I could just imagine like it being like a scene from the matrix or something like you just like you know sort of open the door and go hey guys and then like 14 of those 16 bankers just like disconnect like <laughs> <laughs> yeah like we're, you're the last guy we want yeah. to talk to you guys you guys are there <laughs> and the reason i would have been the, la the one they didn't want to talk to is because they were banned they thought because uh, sma had told on them there was rmt going on and so a lot of them were just dazed. You could tell they were completely dazed and distraught. Uh, a lot of old players have been playing since 2004, you know, and this was like all their wealth they've accumulated since then. So it was a, it was a devastating blow to them. And so I, I had to basically arrive and say, I'm from the organization that did this to you, and I want to interview you. And instead of taking the, uh, I'm, I want to rub it in and laugh at you and get your tears. It was more like, tell me your side of the story. And it was amazing because they really didn't have anybody that could help them, right? Because I want ISK, they could put in petitions and they did, but there was no way for them to tell their side of the story. And so I thought, look, I'll give you a fair hearing. Let me hear your side of the story. I'll give you a fair hearing. Tell me how all this, you know, uh, gambling stuff works. This... Yeah. Yeah. Tell me how all this gambling works so that I can lay that part out so that people will kind of understand what's going on behind the scenes and tell me why you think you're innocent. And, the, you know, and so all this information came and they gave me so much information, so much access. So I turn around and go back to uh, TMC at the time. Now it's uh, INN. And I say, all right, Cyan, I'm collecting their side of the story. 
Um, but I'm trying to talk to SMA and they won't talk to me. In fact, they won't let any of their members talk to me. So everybody I contacted wow. at SMA would say like, you got to talk to the Diplo. I can't talk to you. And I was like, all right. So I talked to the Diplo and the Diplo gives me the, you know, um, yeah, I don't want to talk to you. I know all about you. Uh, that sort of thing. And, uh, and so finally, um, so at Scion's credit, he grabs the uh, CEO of SMA and throws him in a room with me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you, you can't go anywhere, so you might as well talk to me. And so I started asking him questions, and uh, he answered like two or three, and then he disappeared. Um, so I wrote up this long story that explained how this all happened, and I submitted it to him for about four days. I waited for him to dispute anything I had written, uh, and this was the leader of SMA, uh, and he only changed it one thing, which was kind of funny because he changed uh, the word SMA leadership to SMA directorate. <laughs> That's the only change. <laughs> and I just thought like, wow, this is huge story. It makes you look really bad. Uh, and the only thing you can do is change like the signature at the bottom kind of thing. It was just really interesting. But um, anyway, it was... Uh, it was a big story, but, and this is why I bring it up. It's not just nostalgia, but, uh, that was written and it was, it got a huge reception. Um, a lot of people read it and understood more about it. There was also other things that were going on that fed into it, but that all created, uh, what became known as the casino war to us or the, uh, I call it casino war because nosy gamer calls it casino war, but other people call it world war B. But anyway, it was, uh, what displaced the Imperium from the North and sent him to the South. Um, and so what would be interesting is to say, like, this happened, and how did it actually end? The bands, the, the, the gambling sites that could generate so much money were destroyed by CCP, and Goonswarm grew to 27,000 members and is a, a bastion in Delve. And that whole area, Delve Aquarius and Period Basis, they are incredibly entrenched. Uh, and that story hasn't been written. What The one thing I will say is a lot of people were putting external pressure on uh, Mitanni. And Goonsworm saying like, hey, it's your leader. Your leader's the problem. We don't have any problem with you guys. You guys are great. But your leader, if you change your leader, everything will be cool. Which was kind of a ploy, obviously. Um, oh, yeah. And, and and to say like and I wrote a piece at the time kind of after this saying like if if Matani can hold power re consolidate and even keep his guys together and make uh, some kind of a play to rebuild it'll be one of the greatest comebacks that the game has ever seen and even when I wrote that uh, looking at the position that he's in the position the Imperium's in uh, it was even an understatement to think that it would just be them coming back and being a player because right now they're still they're rapidly becoming the juggernaut and the economic reports are the things that show that if if you guys are mining that much and you're still importing that means you're building a giant infrastructure of either weaponry or um, citadels and stuff like that have you seen? I think. Have you ever, 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 have you seen oh, what citadels? Have you do, done a tour through uh, Delve and certain systems with more than 40, 50 citadels? Have you seen that? There's nothing to see here. Move along. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Madderall, do you do you know what a Dyson sphere is? 
<laughs> I don't. I've heard it. I don't know what it is. Okay, so, so it was a it's a it's a sci-fi kind of like a idea sort of uh, concept where essentially you um, you enclose a, a star of a star system, uh, the sun of a star system, um, entirely, and then you harvest basically the the energy that's coming off the sun um, with this enclosure. So what's more important um, with this <laughs> is that. This tells me Matterall has never played Stellaris. Yes, <laughs> that is bad. my soul. <laughs> yes, I know. I always I look, keep looking at it thinking like, that looks really cool. I haven't done it I yet. I think that's what goods are trying to do. I think they're trying to actually build a Dyson Sphere. Mm -hmm. That would be amazing if we could. We're um, just trying to get enough people into Delve that every system needs a permanent reinforcement from CCP. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like I'll add just just with like the infrastructure and such, just as you know, generic line person, um, there is a system I will decline to specify which one where the people who live there set out on the onset of engineering complexes and put together basically this just perfectly lined up, beautifully arranged complex of everything. Uh -huh. And I can I can say that, you know it's been a boon for doing everything in that system and also that my mix was the first super off the line in that system you know i know that system too and i will decline to name it but it is wonderful yeah, it so was a, i think was it merklin who, who did that it it may or may not be related to somebody who has a excellent excellent um ability to talk without breathing yes mm, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah just like just the degree to which that stuff can get built up and become something that's publicly accessible is something I don't think that we really had access to before and really speaks to two things. One, you know, just the amount of, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Okay, I'll move on to the second point. Speaks to um, the consolidation that both citadels and occupancy-based solve really can impart upon the game. I think that's something that didn't, really come into play soon enough with the Imperium because, you know, you look at how stretched out we were before and yeah, it made sense in an environment where, yeah, you know, we need to have the ability for everybody to have their own space, et cetera, et cetera, just because of the nature of how that space works. But now we can consolidate 27,000 characters with, you know, a lesser number of real people behind them into one region and still not be utilizing it to the fullest extent. I think that speaks a lot to just how much CCP is changing the game to favor systems like that and how well the Imperium has really reacted to it on an organizational level. Yeah, but if you see even for Scorps, we're not one of the biggest Scorps there is. And we in our system have already Enforcers or Satio and Asbel and a few other things just to make sure everybody can produce and work with everything they have. And a lot of the corps within the Imperium have those kind of things set up for their corporal alliance to make it easier for people to build everywhere, wherever they want. It's just crazy. Well, thank you. Well, the idea was that uh, I always meant to write this because the, the, where I left it, the last time I reported on that whole conflict was if Matani can turn it around, it'll be one of the greatest comebacks and I got a lot of 
shit for that. Like a lot of people were like, hey, you know, you're you're being too nice to them. They just got beat and you're saying like he can turn it around, you know, he's going to make a big comeback and stuff. And so it's it'll be interesting to go back and say like this is an amazing story because it is. If you take all the names off it, it's an amazing story of survival to not only uh, not cascade and fall apart like most places would, but to uh, consolidate and then grow again. Um, something's going on there that is pretty powerful. 27,000, we won't call them people because we know people have multiple accounts, but there's still definitely going to be thousands and thousands of players uh, that are a part of this uh, Imperium organization. And not only that, and, and but they, the growth rate is amazing. And then you don't forget that 27,000 is only GSF. Don't count all right. our friends like the Bastion, uh, Lawn, TNT, in it, etc. There, brother in arms that are making the numbers even bigger. I think the total numbers in Delve are way over 30,000. Okay, so now I'm going to throw out something in response to what Madwell was saying here about how you know they didn't, the Imperium didn't collapse and you know fail Cascade or anything like that. I would, I would pose a question to the room based on these economic reports and how they compare to the ones pre war. Would it be a fair argument to say that in some ways the Imperium did collapse, but it just rebounded from that collapse in a very strong way, rather than saying consolidated and then expanded again? I think I would answer that in in Eve, we would say more of a fail cascade is, is a collapse. I don't know what you guys would well, you, you know, one of the kind of things of, uh, in, well, I mean, kind of goons slash Imperium, like, you know, as much as, as much as some people say that, like, oh, it's more the preserve of, you know, Reddit or something like that, but like, a, a lot of groups and a lot of people who seem to end up in goons or seem to end up in goon kind of sided kind of corporations or alliances are kind of people who find that they don't really feel comfortable in a lot of various different places. And they find that they, that they, you know, that they, they find a, a community that kind of welcomes them regardless of how they, they kind of are like, you know, they don't have to sort of play to being something that they're not. So in a strange kind of thing, if you try and break that apart, you know the people there intrinsically kind of know that like you know they're not really going to find a new home or a, or a better kind of group to kind of just basically kind of accept them who they are so it's gonna be a very strongly held group in response to uh, so to so I... robbie's question no i don't think so and i don't want to risk sounding like peter sellers and being the Chauncey Gardner. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. I, I will I will tell you, because I came into being a member corp in Goon Swarm, right, with my corporation from the executives, right? And I think what you found was the soft mechanics really didn't owe them or lend themselves to coalitions, right? We all know that. And that makes it very hard, right? So you had to collapse people into Goon Swarm, the alliance itself. Xe obviously didn't want to do that. Now, our corporation felt, hey, this is the best opportunity for our members 
to stay with this. There's a lot of diversity here, a lot of ways to have fun. So we left XE and came into a member corp in Goonswarm. And the interesting thing was over the next couple months, most of the US time zone guys that were part of XE and in some of their main, you know, Alliance corps and things like that all moved into different Goonswarm corps, which is very interesting, the attrition. And I think you are seeing that in a lot of the growth in the very beginning of Delve was probably related to a lot of that. Just my guess, anecdotally, obviously. So you... But again, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily Mittens, it wasn't Scion, it wasn't the leadership per se by person. It was the fact that it was an organized organization that gave us what we needed in the game, right? And if that happens to be ND or PL or whoever you go to, that's where you fit in and you you find your game interesting there, right? And, and one of the things that I think with Philcus case you see a lot is that leadership uh, goes away, leaves it behind and doesn't uh, give it the attention it needs. And at no point that really happened within uh, the Imperium. Uh, during the time of the Casino War, and I saw Matani more than you see him now sometimes, and he's still a lot around. But then he was really there with day-to-day -day busy things, making sure everybody got informed. Uh, lots of things changed within the Imperium to uh, make sure things got uh, sorted, etc. And I think that is also one of the things uh, people saw. is It's not that uh, they left Fen for themselves, they saw somebody fighting for them. And uh, bringing a good narrative. Uh, on one hand, CO2 leaving us was a big uh change in the war what made sure that it was pretty much not winnable anymore but it made also an enemy for us somebody we really dislike and still is and i think that helped also building the narrative mm -hmm. around that yeah i mean when i saw the war right i saw the co2 thing and then you saw kind of ccp appearing to with their marketing drum up support against us really what it felt like from the inside right you were yeah. CCP too and when you saw that you knew that you couldn't defeat that with the current sob system that you had so it only made sense to retreat to losec and wait for the fervor to go away you couldn't act you couldn't just go to null to to, to Saranen and then immediately go out and attack somebody you had to let all that fervor and all that stuff that had happened just fall apart before you so can make about, it to death. It's, it's uh, part and parcel. Like I mean, there's there's a there's like a sporting analogy as well with this. It's like especially when it comes to sort of things like say rugby. It's like um, you know you kind of want to you want to stop the the hostile kind of groups um, like momentum. Right, yeah. I mean, and, low, and low sec is a great, a great means to an end with that. Like you stick yourself but in low so, sec, and it stops people's momentum against you. And the funny thing is that a lot of people said we went there well when we were defeated, but we were states in Cernan before the bond of the casino war started, and a lot of people tend to forget that. Uh, and I think uh, we had a few. <laughs> weeks really when the, all the soft attacks and all those kind of things happened and we needed to uh, get our stuff out of deck and all those rounds of things that were a shitty time but after that we had the failed camp of Sarnan and getting all those fights uh, 
dunking all those faxes of PL and C and all those kind of things with our uh, cheap gains really brought uh, gave people what to do uh, and made sure we had some good things for us and that kept the morale also high. There was something during the casino war that I found quite interesting, which was that uh, Matani was being attacked the same way that an American football team would attack a quarterback or try and sack him, right? Now, what was actually happening internally was very, very different. Yes, of course, he was declaring that he was, um, uh, you know, some glorious leader. There of course, spinning, that was all yes. part of, yeah, of course, that was all part of the, uh, of the public face or the public persona but internally what was going on there was circles within circles of, of leadership and directors to line members skirmish commanders block commanders uh, all had uh, or were allowed to have an ownership of not just being an alliance member but actually owning the alliance that's what i found in all the discussions uh, and the various committees that were being formed everyone who was involved was allowed to take ownership of something and oh, that yeah. included the lane members below me and uh, I, I think when you've got uh, a leadership that's allowing the ordinary members to take that kind of ownership that it's never going to fail it's not going to fail cascade when you do have a fail cascade you've got the leaderships as you say apple pair disappearing off to somewhere else because they don't want to face the difficulty that might come next. Well, and, one, and one thing that happened really when the that happened that all happened, etc. The things like and they made fun of it as much as they could. The things like the fireside chat happened, where people were there and he was there just ans answering uh, questions that people posted in Jabber channels, uh, on comms, all those kind of things. It happened the whole channel, the Elysium was made where. People uh, were always discussing, and always directors are around and answering questions, etc. It, it made the leadership open uh, for that, and made it possible to. Uh, it, it, people didn't hide away, and people weren't yes. also a, a, afraid to face the music if people were not happy about things. And if they announced that they were not happy about things, they it was explained why it was that way, or if possible people try to change those things yeah for sure uh, the leadership can't be open right it has to be it has to have some things remain uh, private within just leadership because there's upset reasons <clears throat> however and, and other stuff doesn't have to be privy to just leaderships and directors and skirmish commanders etc etc you can allow the members to to own it themselves and that, yeah. that's what I found quite interesting about it um, I've been in alliances where things like that have happened, where they're just completely broken because the leadership refused to do that. They wanted to be, I don't know, uh, what's the right word? Arrogant. Well, here, I'll throw out another thought into this discussion, which is, you know, I know there were some people within leadership who weren't the most active during the war. And I mean, not, you know, pointing fingers at anyone in particular here. But I think the Imperium also had an advantage here in that being such a large organization that there was a certain degree of, I don't want to use the word redundancy, but it's all that's jumping to mind. 
where sure you know if if somebody was not you know 100% where they you know would need to be in a smaller group there were just enough people around that it didn't become a okay you know the guy who's taking out fleets every single night is asher and he has to be the guy to do that sure if he's around and wants to do it awesome but if he can't be it's not like oh well now we can't go do anything there's just that degree of again redundancy not the word i want to use but only one i can think of that i really think did help when we were in that serenin situation i, w I would just call it a deep bench right it's um like Goonswarm itself, like in terms of structure wise, like the you know they prescribe to the, they prescribe uh to the notion of never having a single point of failure, essentially. So yeah. there's never a situation where if someone isn't there that something can't get done. Essentially. I, I'm gonna give That's, I'm gonna give Mitten some credit. It's extremely here. it's extremely good. I'm going to give Mitten some credit here because I'm not sure that I could have tolerated the amount of internet abuse that he receives <laughs> on a regular basis and still come out there and be the guy that he is and lead. I mean, that is really impressive to me. I don't know about you guys. Well, come it's, on. He loves it. He loves that vaudeville bad guy. Act. He, uh, loves, he loves it. He loves it. But I, I get it. But I mean, there's some shit said about people, right? And, and I know what's... You know, I've in McLeod. You know, we put up with shit in some of the. Oh things. yeah, we've put up with some yeah. shit, but and it's hard. But to it's kind nothing of, like what he deals with. It's it's hard to not take that kind of stuff personally, which is yeah. difficult. And it's impressive that he can. I mean, I know you guys say he's like, you know, he's like a ham. He loves it. You know, it's a whole thing. He, he got more angry that at one point he... we were attacking Sion <laughs> and etc. Not oh, him. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think actually it's very funny. I think that confused him actually. Uh, but what. What's interesting is that I've heard some, some I, have, I do have some access, so I was, uh, I've talked to people who were there when things were going on, uh, and they've told me that, you know, there were moments where, you know, like fist pounding on tables or laptops being put down and, you know, having to go take a breath and stuff like that. It's not like it's, uh, it's not like, oh, it was. you know, it was all part of the plan. That things were going wrong. Oh, no, no. Oh, there yeah. were a lot of frustrations. There were a lot of frustrations. I had a lot of frustrations, and... It was not all good, and people like uh, we didn't love doing all the time interceptor fleas, etc., and all those kind of things. And not everybody was happy about that, but it had to be done. And we could explain it at one point, but it still was shitty. And uh, we would have liked to do more. And if you brought something bigger than that, it was just all of Eve came to you. <laughs> hey, somebody's somebody's salvaging my wreck. <laughs> I got popped again, <laughs> and, and I was I was gonna comment that uh, the wrecks now float and rotate. Oh, there it went, and uh, I thought that yeah, was wow, cool. I thought that was pretty cool that they've uh, you know there's little pieces that kind of rotate. And I don't think that was the way it was uh, not long ago. What I don't like is they didn't pod me, so I'm still floating here on the pods. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'll go take care of that real quick. I get back into another ship. But um, they don't want to take the security status. I I think they got killed before they could finish me off because uh, it's just uh, one guy, which is great. I don't. Uh, I think it's kind of funny. Hey, look, I've got I've got many of these things. Um, right. So anyway, the the idea that we were talking about was that the the comeback story hasn't been written. I was I was thinking that I might write it. Uh, might take some time to write it and and put a, a nice piece together that's kind of a longer read. Uh, if uh, people are interested in that, it might be uh, good to kind of summarize, you know, with some perspective now of time, 
Um, what an amazing turn of events, you know, both good and bad, um, of what the, the Imperium has kind of gone through and, and how they're kind of emerging in a really solid state. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. It, it's, it, we, we only have seven uh, keep stars in Delve, so yeah, we still have a way to go. <laughs> oh, so poor. Uh, actually, I did get a message from uh, somebody. I'll I'll keep their name out of it, saying, "Hey, you guys at INN, you're reporting about what the fifth keep star in Delve, and you didn't report that a keep star went up in, uh, you know, some other place." And um, well, tell us about it, and we will report it. Like, yeah, I think that's that I, was one of the things that you're talking about, like yeah, earlier on, like yeah. uh, way earlier on. That like, it's funny how people kind of complain to to us that we haven't reported about something, and it's like, well. It, we haven't reported about it because no one's told us about it. Like you, you know, that's not an excuse. Okay. That's not an excuse you, if you're. Well, you I mean, to some call. degree, but you know. No, I call the news hotline. Eyewitness news. <laughs> no, no. We no, got an I, eye. Reported in. Well, uh, we can't be everywhere all at once all the time. I disagree with this. But I'd like to be aspect of it, and we agree on a lot. But this part of it, I because I've said the same thing. I was like, hey. If you want to read that story, you need to find somebody that can write that story because guys that I got, and Naiden says the same things over at Crossing Zebras uh, and Johan over at Eve News 24, that, you know, he can only put out what people decide to write. Uh, you don't give a player an assignment and say, here, go find out about this, do some investigating, and come back and write a piece on it. That's like saying, here's a book, write me a book report. A player's going to look at you and saying, like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go do something fun. I'm not going to do that. Um, so people do normally write about things that they are interested in. There, There's few people that um, will just take assignments, but there are people who do that. But I think if you're going to be kind of like, uh, if you're going to be what INN wants to be, which is a news organization that talks about EVE, then to some degree... You've got to find people that are willing to take those assignments, and there are people like that out there. I know because I'm one of them. Uh, in my early days, I wrote first. I wrote this giant five-part series on the Alliance tournament historically, from the first one to the fifth one, or the no, the seventh one. So yeah, that was something that I knew about and was interested in. But then uh, I started taking assignments. If something would happen, I would go and investigate it and talk to people, and I had no contacts and stuff. So there are people that will do that. Uh, they just need to be found and they need to be nurtured and what the editor should be doing instead of just proofing and putting out and this is not a, a, a criticism of anybody because it's a hard process to constantly get news out um, is the editor should be the one building that team should be the one saying what do you need like uh, let me let me you need a contact let me share my contacts with you you need something, uh, you need to find out what happened on their side. I know an FC over there, let me ask. So to some degree, yeah, the reality is that it's a hobby for everybody and they're only gonna do stuff that's fun. They're only gonna write about stuff that's interesting to them. Uh, the flip side of that is that if you wanna be what we wanna be, you have to put a little work into it, not just accept things that are coming in. And you can't just crowdsource everybody. Well, here, I, I want to get a word in edgewise, Apple Pear. I want to get a word in edgewise here. That, Sorry. Um, many thanks to my editor, um, who I will I will leave nameless at this point, but if you're listening, you know who you are. Who manages to bumble through my terrible command of the written English language and all of its intricacies, including proper ordering of I's and E's. Um, so know that in addition to, you know, being stand-up guy, guy I work with really helps my writing, like, actually be legible. 
you. <laughs> and please I'm continue, Apple. Yeah, oh, no, uh, well, well, write the article sorry. already, will you please? <laughs> Just shut there. up, yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, please, do it. Oh, I think Sunday, Sunday is a nice date to put it up. Oh, it's gonna, it might take some time. <laughs> I'm kind of short on time. Um, yeah, Seabass, Seabass, who I really like. Uh, I, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for Seabass. He's awesome. Uh, ever since I met him at, um, Vegas, I think he reminds me of my brother. <laughs> but uh, he's sitting there at the gambling table, and apparently he's doing really well. Like, everybody else is partying and, like, exchanging stories and talking about this and that. And, you know, people are kind of, like, being seen at Vegas. And uh, I look over, and the, the least person interested in all that posturing is Seabass, and he's sitting there with a few friends gambling and having a great time. He's actually using Las Vegas like it should be used. Made enough money to pay for his whole trip and everything, so good on him but he's one of my favorite people in eve too and he writes that carneros is a, a great person uh and i agree with him too because carneros is like a genuinely nice guy that uh is very generous one of the nicest person is in eve yeah maybe a bit too nice for eve well, i mean if if i hear about somebody who's screwed over carneros for some reason like that guy has to genuinely be evil there's no there, there, there's, there, there can't be any other explanation. Right? Basically, just come, just come <laughs> in here and be able to get all the pitchfork-wielding mob you desire. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, like I said, um, it's, uh, there, there's ups and downs for everybody, including myself, and, uh, and uh, including Matani, who went through this, uh, you know, and including uh, all of Imperium, who are really, the credit to the story goes to them for kind of uh, sticking around and not bailing on their leadership uh, during the hard times, right? Because a lot of people can take off when things get bad, like CO2. And I'm not just pointing fingers, because if I was in CO2, I would still look at it and say, like, what the hell are we doing? Like, you don't bail on somebody when they're getting uh, defeated. That just looks really opportunistic. Um, but we must hold on to tribute. Yeah, and that did, that, yes, that's, and that's the other part of it. That didn't work out very well either. Uh you know, because let's face it, uh, my alliance and PL, they have some really veteran uh, players that want to play this game at a certain level. And I'm not just blowing smoke here. Like, these guys have not one Titan, but maybe three. Uh, they have that plus super capitals. And they have all this investment in the game, and they want to use it. So the leadership of both NC and PL has to provide opportunities to use that kind of stuff uh and and do it without losing because if they lose they start to take a hit on the reputation which starts to take a hit on recruitment of those elite players so it's a cycle so you know vince and uh, elise on the other side and pl or um you know who, grass uh, whoever's running it, it has a big responsibility to keep winning and to keep providing opportunities to have these big fights where they, you know, all this exhilaration happens because you're fighting against the odds and winning, and that's tough to do over and over and over again. And they're doing it for years. Yeah, and uh, you see when they not bring the supers that they have a much harder time winning, like now in catch. Mm -hmm. And the opposite of that is like if you can't win without them, um, you also can't win with them because if you bring them, other people won't fight you. Uh, that happened today. I think it was actually a. 
was it today? I think it was today that uh, a fight wasn't taken because uh, our supers were in range, and uh, and there was like four four fleets that were forming uh, against us, and I think we were only 130 in T3s, but our supers were in range, and that was enough to basically uh, say, yeah, we're not going to take the opposition wouldn't take that fight. So again, there's a balance there. And, and also the thing, we didn't take a fight this week also in Australian time zone against you guys. And then we saw the great tears in Reddit and that's, that's also good. So that's also uh, an, 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 an... What wasn't me on Reddit? Keep in mind. No, it wasn't you, but other people from OSC yeah. posted on Reddit like blue balls from GSF. And like we are known to blue ball when we feel like it. And especially if people get angry about it, it's, it's even sweeter. Well, I, I think some of this comes back to the whole, like, you know, oh, well, we want to use the supers, but people won't come fight them. I think it kind of comes back to the whole economics thing that we've been talking about in conjunction with uh, jump fatigue in its current state. Because even with the, you know, current proliferation of minerals and such, and what that's doing to super prices and, you know, to be fair, prices of anything else that involves minerals, um, you still don't have the ability to project force very quickly in comparison to how you could before jump fatigue and what that does at least in my experience um, this is from the short-lived deployment to cash um, back in january is that you then leave your industrial base in a vulnerable state to where okay you know now we've put our you know we've put our super fleet on the line and there's other you know not radio quality phrases i'd like to use here but your ability to, to replace those losses as quickly as you can really diminishes when you can't cover that base. So you have to make a choice on an organizational level saying, sure, we can continue to crank out supers to the point where the price of them is going to drop to being very affordable in comparison to what they were. But that means we have to be able to keep our fleet around to defend our ability to continue to do that, deploying and projecting that force eliminates your ability to do that in <clears throat> is that an assessment people agree with disagree you think i'm an idiot and want to boo me out of the channel <laughs> no i think you're i think you're right on and you have to protect protect your industrial base i think that's something that a lot of people don't look at but if you look at the real world and historical wars right um when there is chaos and war in a region production drops, right? Because it can't be sustained. And so if you're always fighting, you will never be building. And if you want to build in Nullsec, some places have to be kept safe by you. Which just and, makes sense. And that's the big difference also with Imperium and a lot of other parties. We have our industrial within our, the same organization as we have other things. And you hear about the decent of things like NCPL don't really have their own Nullsec. They have now, but they had it for ages. So you hear a lot of their members renting systems in drones or anywhere else where they are building their stuff. So they have their, just find their safety that way. Yeah, that's well, it's all about, sorry. Um, I was just gonna say it's all, well, you know, it's all about diversification and like owning as much of the, the you know, the supply chain and, you know, build chain as much as possible, right? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so really what I think that, what, what Apple, you're talking about there with the difference kind of between whether or not you're doing the industry stuff or in, in-house organically or having it be something that's uh, effectively a contract relationship or just general, you know, oh, I'm just going to go buy a Super in Malia and hope that, you know, they don't catch me on the way out. Um, I think that's definitely a big difference, but as, as at least with my experience, you can easily get more power in terms of just raw industrial capacity as clearly seen on the economic reports, you can get that a lot better having an ingrown, or I'm sorry, not ingrown, a organically grown base of that on your own, especially when you've got the ability to project enough force within the area you're gathering the resources from to defend them most of the time, and assuming the pilots of those are you know, being involved to the extent they need to be in order to be saved. Whereas, with this other method, you get, or, you know, those other methods, you're so dependent on things that you can't really control that in a situation where the market is very narrow or has some sort of choke point to it. Like, let's take renters here, for an instance, with these changes that are coming up. Um, now, it's going to be very difficult for an entity that has a lot of roquels or that has enough roquels to continually use one system and utilize it to the extent they were before where that same entity now can't control multiple systems let's just say there's some sort of limitation either be it rental agreement isk amount something like that how do you think that's going to affect the changes to people who rely on that income coming from renters rather than people who are just organically getting it do you think that's going to cause a big change in how are you done things are in comparison to Delft. I think that's part of it. With I said it impromptu. Uh, I think it gets shown more. Thing uh, depends really on how stream. it is implemented when the refineries yeah. are there. I'll, fin I'll be finished. Uh, and five how minutes. people deal with renters then. Uh, Good night. Because that may uh, switch away from part of the income stream a lot of alliances have and they have to deal with. So I'm very interested to see how how they're going to do that and how the switchover is going to work. I also think in conjunction with moon mining, it's going to be pretty interesting too. That would probably pick up some of the slack, at least with what we know about it in the form it's going to take. All right, it's getting late and even on the West Coast. So I imagine it's really late for you guys. I think uh, you guys probably stayed up all night. Is McLeod still with us? Did he pass out? I'm still here, bro. All right, one last review of how the UK returns are going since it's election night. Uh, it's uh, predicted to be a hung parliament. It's very close to finishing. There's only 18, uh, 18 to declare still. Um, but no one's going to get past the you know overall majority kind of mark. So essentially, there's going to be essentially there's a hung parliament. There's going to have to be a bunch of deals or like something really kind of weird is going to happen. But the, there's kind of calls for. Theresa May to resign because of reasons and stuff, but then there's also the Northern Ireland, like the the larger party in Northern Ireland, the Democratic Democratic Unionist Party in Northern Ireland that are basically saying that you know they can help with the Conservatives to get to a majority level. So, mm. but yeah, kind of 
the the entire reason reasoning and the entire kind of plan that the conservatives had for you know calling this early elect this election has kind of backfired pretty seriously interesting it's uh, again it's a tradition at talking in stations uh discord where we gather around during election night we were here again uh last fall when Trump won the election in the US and that was a fun night we had about 15 people all being oh, was very cordial from night. many many different oh, uh, yeah, we, were, we were being really cordial to, despite the kind of craziness that was occurring <laughs> yeah like the yeah but, you know there was some remember everybody really thought made... Hillary was going to take it so it was very much a shock um, it was but they but there were so many other kind of like really weird kind of and strange things that happened throughout the night that was like just really kind of odd like it, i mean yeah but is the u.s not still in shock after that yeah yeah we're still in shock you know for better I'm for so, worse I'm, for better or for worse some people are really happy about it so even that night the stage yeah. was set quite early on Matro. we, we kind of knew how it was going to go after about the first four or five maybe six results came in uh, it, it, there was definitely about an hour where we felt it was turning. There was, we were always playing the odds. Like we kept coming back and saying like percentage of him winning now is gone from 18% to 26% to wow, 40%. Yeah, yeah. And, and we did that for about a, it was really about a two hour area where things were starting to really move fast in unexpected ways. I just got killed again. Let me see my wreck again. Um, <laughs> after a nice fireworks show. Check Since out I wasn't wrecks. there, were you guys watching it all the New York Times little ticker things yes. they were doing? Yeah. Those were those were really cool. Yeah, yeah. It was like real time election. It was amazing. But uh so it's not uncommon for us to gather around when we have these elections and stuff. In fact, Reaver was saying, like, hey, I want to reserve the TIS for the election. I was like, sure. So uh well, you know, we'll I mean even even that. when it's not political kind of stuff, like I mean, we had a bit of a uh, we had a bit of a random kind of get-together when there was the freaking Eurovision Song Contest of all fucking things. Yes, that Eurovision. Was, that was hilarious. That was so, so fun. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we'll, you know, we'll do that again. Uh, we didn't do just, it this time, but we'll do it next time. Um, can I rent talking in stations for some Olympic curling? Yeah, man. Oh, I just yeah, kidding. Okay, we're good. <laughs> uh, last, let's wrap up what we talked about today, so, so people, so people that missed most of the show here, I'm getting, I'm getting salvaged again. Oh, uh. all right, I'm getting dogpiled. So okay, thank you guys. <laughs> love the, love the hugs here. This guy is just crapping on me. You ever see like a big dog just sits on you when you're laying down? That's what just <laughs> happened. <laughs> That's what just happened there. Um, yeah, so what we talked about earlier today was mysteriously um, training for many accounts just stopped and continued to stop. So even if you went back and turned your training back on, the skill queue would be stopped, you know, an hour later, two hours later. So uh, I think with that problem may still be going on. We can't confirm that it hasn't. We don't know why that happened or what the accounts were that uh, got stopped and why. We presume there are people that were paying month to month and had less than two months to go on their account. That seems to be what most of them had in common. Uh, and that happened about seven hours ago. So, and may continue to happen. So check your accounts if you're watching this or know people that play EVE. Tell them to check their accounts, make sure their training is still going because it has stopped automatically. Oh, and we also talked about 
pirate battleships and the changes that are coming and uh, how those are going to affect the prices for pirate battleships. And uh, we also talked about why they're so good. Um, and we also talked about the UK election. And then we went into a huge section about uh, the economics of Delph and how they are. I'll put that up one more time. I'm just out just uh, outpacing everybody else by far like over like nearly nine trillion in mining or is that just commerce i don't know what that is uh specifically but i think the nine trillion is the uh is value of the amount mined right right and then what's crazy about that is that we showed that a lot of that is actually uh all staying in delph so it's not flooding the markets in uh Jita or amar it's staying in the region and they're actually, them being the Imperium, are actually importing a lot of stuff that they don't have. So you can imagine there is a ton of either hoarding or building or both happening in Delve, uh, which gives you some idea that uh, of just how much activity is happening in Delve as far as uh, production and mining and stuff like that. So uh, all that, and uh, I'll say one last thing because somebody asked yet again what, what was ghost training. Uh, and ghost training is, uh, it's hard to explain, but basically uh, CCP used to have uh, on or off on accounts. You were either subscribed or you were not subscribed. So your training stopped if you were not subscribed and it was um, on if you were subscribed. So if I was subscribed and I had a character and I turn off the game for five days, I trained those full five days because I was subscribed. When they created alphas, the unsubscribed went away because you were always subscribed. You just weren't Omega subscribed, which was all the privileges. You were, you were subscribed still, but you were in this encapsulated form that only allowed you to skill up a certain amount uh, at a slower rate, one third the rate, I believe. So what happened was that uh, CCP hasn't caught up on figuring out how, or maybe they have, how to get an account that wasn't Omega that lapsed to stop training at Omega speeds. So what happens is that characters will have an account paid for, you know, set up its skilled training queue for a year and then let it lapse. And then when they turn it back on, it has trained that entire time at the same speed, which is the paid for speed uh, instead of training at the diminished speed. Um, and so that is what's called ghost training. You're not paying for those months, but you're training at the same speed as if you were. So that's not a big deal if it's only a few people or you have one or two accounts, but there are people who skill farm and they have hundreds of accounts. Uh, I talked to somebody today, had 180 accounts. Uh, and what they do is they sell those characters off that they've trained up for money in the game, or they harvest the skill points out of those characters and sell those on the market. And so if you look at it from that prism, it can be a big problem for people getting a lot of money for free, that kind of thing. So I uh, won't tell you how to do it, but I just will tell you that it is something that people are cons uh, have been concerned about. Whether today's uh, hiccups or bugs that stopped people's training queues was some kind of attempt to stop that is not clear. It may or may not have been. Uh, but it seems like if that's a problem they want to fix, that this might have been something that uh, went wrong when they tried to fix it. Uh, and that's what happened today. So there's your little news. And uh, we're at the top of the hour, so I'm going to 
yield, but I do want to say thanks to all the guys that hung out in the lounge today. If you want to participate, you're welcome to, as long as you have a good mic and uh, you're uh, a decent person, <laughs> you can jump in here and talk with us about a lot of the stuff that we covered today. So uh, thanks everybody for watching. You guys want to say some goodbyes? Goodbye. Later, <laughs> folks. <laughs> Cheerio. Hip, hip. All Have right. A good one, everybody. All right, thanks. And thanks uh, for the, gosh, the 80 people that just uh, started watching once we started. Um, I think we got up to 80. Appreciate it. Um, this was impromptu. We may have other ones that are like this. So thanks. We will see you next time. Bye-bye.